0: The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves.
1: What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Big Brother Rob. I am so excited about what we have going on today in the I Am Man on the I Am Man podcast. Listen, we have um, an amazing man that is full of wisdom that has lived life. He's raised children. He's he's helped students across the doggone, probably all over the world. But listen, I'm excited to have him. He's a minister. He's uh, a, a fellow motivational speaker. He's He wears so many hats And so many things I could say To describe him But affectionately Tonight's a little personal Because he actually helped me Get through high school um, Listen, man Matter of fact I'm, I'm almost tearing up Because now I'm sitting here In a doctoral program Doing my thing And did not think I was going to graduate From high school And so I'm so excited To have uh, Mr. Bill Jameson With me tonight Listen it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a night full of wisdom, full of grace, full of power. And I'm, I'm excited to get some more uh, Jamison Nuggets um, that will help me traject to the next level. So, yo, I want you guys to give him a big I Am Man welcome to the I Am Man podcast. Yo, what's up, Mr. J? How are you doing? How you doing, Bill? <laughs>
2: How you doing, there, Robert?
1: Oh man, I'm doing well. It's so good to have you on the podcast. This is this is actually very phenomenal for me. This is this is amazing, man. How what have you been doing? How are you?
2: Uh, hey, you know, I I, I guess I've been uh, busy with life and you know doing different things. Always sharing the word of God and
1: you know, I'm in, I'm retired, but I like to think that I'm refired. Oh man, you're refired. You know, one thing I love about you, um, it's a matter of fact, it's really weird for me to call you Bill, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. Uh, one thing that's really, um, that I've loved about you since I've known you, um, is that you are always on the cusp of innovation. Like you never are just satisfied with what, is, you're always looking to push things to the next level so I see you out here creating videos, I see you out here inspiring people and I'm like yo, this is crazy
2: yeah yeah, I I enjoy that and you know, it's, uh, I think God has given me that platform and uh, I you know, I've grown with that I started out, you know, as an amateur and I'm you know, I'm improving as a go and ultimately, I, I will really want to reach young people, you know, and I want, uh, millennials in particular, you know, to know that there's some answers and there's a place they can go and there's hope for them. Wow. And so, you know, that's, that's really one of my goals. But more than anything, you know, my, uh, my, uh, uh, a uh, channel is called BJO Net Talk, Bill Jamison on Net Talk. And it means that I'm there to nourish, I'm there to equip, and I'm there to help people to transform into the image of Jesus. And so that's
1: what I'm about. Man, that's amazing. You have been doing that for years now. And uh, I I remember uh, just having you. One, uh, one of the first things that I remember about Mr. Jameson, and I actually, as I mentor younger guys in education now, it's so amazing. There's one lesson that I learned from you back in the day, um, that really changed the trajectory of my life. Listen, yo, I remember uh, one of the hardest subjects that I had. I went to an alternative school and it was science and I hated science. I was just not good at it. I wasn't good at math, wasn't good at science. And Mr. Jameson at the time was help with science in the evenings. And so I remember being frustrated, being upset, and I'm just like, I can't do it. And then Mr. Jamison and his wife happened to be in the classroom at the same time. And Miss Jamison came up, and I tell the story all the time, where she, she actually got righteously upset. And she looked at me and she said, don't shoot you- Never let me hear you say what you can't do. You can do anything that you put your mind to, and she was legitimately upset. Then Mr. J came over and said something that only he would say, and I've used it. And if people I've mentored know, they they hear it from me all the time. Mr. J said, "Robert, how do you eat an elephant?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and I looked at him and I said, What? How do you eat it? Why do I want to eat an elephant? Matter of fact, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's illegal.
2: Who want to eat an elephant?
1: Huh? <laughs> it's illegal. And he said to me, He said, Robert, one bite at a time. <laughs> And let me tell you, I have I had people may have think I created that, but I have used it across so many different platforms. And that I just got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, So, yeah, man. Uh, Thank you, Mr. No,
2: it didn't originate with me either. Someone told me that. And uh, I just think it's a good way to approach life, especially when you're dealing with difficult uh, circumstances, you know, and a lot of times we want to get. To tomorrow or two years down the road, when you're right there in the moment, and sometimes you just got to eat that moment. And then once you do that, you take another step. You know,
1: that's love. That's love, man. So, Mm -hmm. what, um, knowing what you know, doing what you do, I, I have to ask you: What is your definition of a man? What does it mean to be a man?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked, and and you know, and I I say this with with uh, uh, respect for you and for young people and and for mankind, and I don't want to you know really come up with some flippant you know uh, cliche or whatever, and I don't want to oversimplify it. But uh, my definition of man is simply a man is the image of God marred the image of God that's been marred by sin, he must, he he has to find God to realize who he really is. Mm. Every man has to do that because you're born into a sinful environment. Now, some of us may have to work on different aspects, you know, or I may have to work on this and you may have to work on that. But all of us, really have to go back to the drawing board and and what you really want to get to is your native attributes okay you have to be comfortable with who you are and you have to know what you have to offer and basically that's what you have done with your life you really figured out some things and now you're in a in a zenith you know you you know you've worked through that but, but really, it came about because you had to go back to the drawing board and find out who you really are. And your talent, your gifting, should be expressed through the enlightenment of your encounter with God. So once you have a genuine encounter with God, you should come up with a new appreciation of who you are. Mm. Okay, And so I believe that that's what every man is up against. And I think that's what you're trying to achieve with, you know, what what is man? You, you're saying, do we really know who we are? And, you know, and each of us have a different angle to that. But my angle is straightforward. I'm a God man. You know, mm. I, I'm a God, uh, you know, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> I go right there. I don't be around, I'm right there. And I'm saying that if you come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, And you get to know God, then you can find out truly who
1: you are. Oh my God, man! I love that. I love that, yo. You, I, I want to take it from you, but you got something there, so you can. I'm gonna let you have that one. (laughs) Listen. you'll mess around and I'll brand the heck out of that. We'll have t-shirts and wristbands and, and all types of stuff. I'm a God man. That's pretty dope. So if this is what man, if, if this is what your working definition of what it means to be a man, um, mine has been, um, and I'm writing a book right now, um, for men, my, and I've been talking about five things that every man should know about himself. Um, my working definition at this stage in life has been, uh, um, has been a man is uh, someone who is committed committed to the journey. I believe that manhood is uh, a journey. And I believe mm-hmm. you go through different things, experiencing experiencing different ups, different ups and downs, and different things on this journey. And but what makes a man is the commitment to the journey, is the commitment mm-hmm. to growth, is the commitment to rebuke, is the commitment to chastisement, is the commitment to upward mobility uh, uh, for himself and for those who he is responsible for. Um, and um, I realized that in order. Um, to do that a man has to be grounded, as you would say, um, in God, a man has to be grounded in something bigger than himself and to make it through the journey. So knowing that, who is Bill Jamison, and what has your personal journey looked like?
2: Well, I again, I said I'm a God man, but I am a son of God. I'm not the son. I'm a son. Uh, of God, of the living God, and I have been enlightened, and I am being enlightened. In other words, uh, you know, I come to know uh, different things about myself because of my relationship with God, and those things were enlightening to me, okay? I have a, a, a godly perspective of myself, and now I have a better uh, perspective of the world that I live in and I, I know what my weakness, weaknesses are, what my strengths are, and I'm not, I'm not fickle about that. I'm not trying to hide anything, you know, but I, I'm free, I'm free, and I believe that, that God has brought me to this place of freedom, and I believe that I'm a free man in God, and He is the source of my inspiration, He is the source of my uh, abilities and everything that I have came through that uh, relationship with him. Okay. And and I might want to say that, you know, you can do things, you can prosper in the world. And there are a lot of men who are very successful monetarily or materialistically. But if you don't have peace, And if you don't have joy, and if you don't have right standing with God, then those things won't really net very much, and you will end up hurting yourself and other people, and you'll be in a quandary about life, and you really won't really enjoy it, because you really don't have the substance that you need. You need that relationship. You need the input of the Holy Spirit in your life, and so... In other words, you need the kingdom of God in you, okay? And the kingdom is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I believe
1: that that's what makes me who I am. So what has, what has, so uh, I say this because uh, as I've talked to different men um, and different brothers about their journey to manhood um, and you said you're a free man, um, what does that mean for you? What does it mean when you say I'm a free man, and somebody who is free now was once bound at another time, and what? So what? What has that journey looked like?
2: Well, it, it means that that I'm free uh, to think the way I think, okay, and to do what I do, and to say what I say, uh, and I'm not afraid to be what I believe God has called me to be. So I'm free in that, okay? And I believe that there there are no limitations to what I can do. The only limit is me, okay? And I if I put a limit on my life, then that limit is there. I've always believed that I can do whatever I set my... Uh, mind to do okay now I realize that I'm not the smartest guy in the world and you know there are a lot of other people who are smarter than me and they do but I just believe that I can do whatever God shows me to do and I can be successful at it and I have been to a, a, a great degree successful because I believe I could do it but I didn't always have that perspective I really had a low self esteem
0: initially, mm. okay?
2: I I really didn't like myself, okay? So all those things I had to get over. And and you see when you're born into a negative situation, when you're born in the poverty, you're born into uh broken relationships and all the negativity around you, you tend to pull your self esteem and self-value from your environment. Exactly. And really, you don't have anywhere else to get it from, <laughs> right? But that's where the word of God comes in, and that's where relationship with God comes in. And and through the word I found out who I really am. Mm. I found that God loves me. The God who created all the all of creation, the God that cannot be contained by the things that he created now lives in my heart and he loves me. Man, that motivates
1: me. Yeah, I'm a God man. Yes, sir. Um, I, I love. I, I, lo- I love. I love that. I I, I love that, man. <laughs> Brad, you got a you got a title. I keep coming back to that because you have a title of a book there. I I don't know if yeah. you know that, but there is a title. Okay. There's a book in that phrase. I'm a God there's man. A phrase.
2: Okay. There's All a right. there's, there's
1: a book there. Uh-huh catching that okay so uh, by way man of so what do you now being who you are um, and and I talked about stages of manhood um, and stages of development as a man and you being a father a husband you have raised children you've married you've married your children often and you're at this stage where you have become the wise man in your family in your surroundings um, essentially so and I'm looking at your successes, looking at your failures. How do you define excellence now?
2: Okay. Uh, I define excellence really as um, as this discovering the endowments that are in me. They are the endowments in me. Okay. okay? But I don't always know what they are. I'm, I'm like, you know, the young guy on the street. I mean, he sees things. Maybe he wants to play basketball. Maybe he wants to do this, but he doesn't really know what's safe, okay? And so I was that kid, and so I discovered what those endowments are, and I allowed the Lord to anoint them, okay, by his Holy Spirit, and now I can do things that pleases God. Raising my kids pleases God. Being a husband of one wife pleases God. It's, it's really in line with, with what he has called me to do. And, you know, and, and uh, uh, doing the right thing, okay? And, and really walk, uh, walking uprightly before young people and, and making good choices, okay? But all of that comes out of the endowment. All of that, you see, I never knew, I never thought that I would ever be a daddy of seven kids. In fact, I, I, only, wanted, wow. I only wanted one child. I thought <laughs> one child was enough because I had enough problems with myself. And so I didn't want to pass that on to anyone else. But I come to realize that that was wrong thinking. It was because I had a low self-esteem. It was because I didn't value myself. But after valuing myself the way God values me, and after I allowed him to bring out the endowment, I found out there's an Abraham in me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there's an Abraham yeah. in me. So he was there. Okay, but but God helps me to bring that out, and if you notice, I always come back to God, and I don't mean to be uh, 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 what I would call uh, uh, flighty or or not down to earth. But but I believe that a relationship with God is about as down to earth as you can get. these it's real. And I think a lot of times we try to substitute things for that. And and no material thing can take the place of that. And and you see, for a lot of people, they have uh, endowments, they have talents and stuff, but they don't have a moral compass. Mm. If you don't have a moral compass, you will destroy everything that your hands can create. That's so... Cool. You have to have the moral compass, and the moral compass comes from a relationship with God. And so I believe that the excellence that I do comes out of that relationship that I have. And, and that translates into, you know, making a better living, you know. I, I have a retirement plan. I started it when I was a young guy. You know, I did, it didn't just happen. In fact, I have three sources coming in. Now, all right. Well, I had to work on that, but that wouldn't have happened if I didn't get my head right and my heart right. Mm. Okay. And when the head and heart is right, then you can marshal the resources effectively. Yeah. Okay. And you will make them work, and you will be happy with them in the end.
1: Wow, that's powerful. That is powerful. Mm. Now that you are where you are, what would you tell a brother or a man who's struggling between where he is and where he desires to be?
2: Where he is and where he desires to be? Okay. Uh, I would uh, have him to really search for his true identity. Mm. Search for his true identity. And uh, I had to overcome, you know, the color barrier, <laughs> the educational barrier, mm. the poverty barrier, and the poverty mentality, right? And I think that I'm not the only one faced with that. Yeah. So I believe that a person needs to really be able to identify with, uh, with God through Jesus Christ and then uh, internalize the word, okay? And the word will then become a part of him or her, and that will give them the platform uh, to overcome the obstacles. You, you see, what I'm saying is that, uh, you know, the world is really not fair when you look at it. I mean, why are some people born with, With a lot and some born with nothing. Why is that one person born in poverty and another person in riches, right? Yeah. But but what I found out is that it doesn't matter where you're born and what you're up against is what you do with it. Yeah. That matters. That's right. And, And because you can be born with a silver spoon and do nothing with it. Okay. And be miserable. Right. And then you could be born in poverty and then lift yourself out of it, okay? But you have to have the right perspective to do that. And and I believe that uh, that that God can meet anybody wherever they are, whatever street they're on, whatever situation they're in. That He can meet them there and take them to where they want to go. Wow. Okay, I believe He can do that. And so I believe that you know the people that I met. I met people who I had favor with. I knew when I had favor with someone. The person that was responsible for me, uh, uh, really uh, taking the uh, career course that I took. I had favor with that person, okay? And I respected that, but it, it was because God placed that person in my life. It wasn't because of me but it was there for me to take advantage of. And so I then took advantage of that and I just walked through the doors that he opened. Yeah. But I believe that they were going to be open. <laughs> I believe that I was going to be successful. I believe that I was going to finish college. I believe that I was going to be successful, our own property or whatever. I just took that as a matter of course. And And I believe that that what you believe and the decisions you make toward that end will lead you to that end. That's
1: good. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. We're in church today. We are in. We are. We are in church today, and that's man. That's that's extremely extremely uh, powerful. Some of the things that you said are are resonating, and I'm stumbling over my words a little bit because they are they're very profound. very profound actually and so i i'm curious to know um for men who are older for men who are um who have made it or who have found some level of success um what would you um how would you encourage them to give back to the next generation
2: well one i think that uh they should give back to the next generation by really uh, making uh, a um, a uh, intentional effort to go back and build relationships with people in the community. Okay, and sometimes that is just talking with them. Sometimes that's being around them, and sometimes that help that that is helping them. To do something that they need to get done, you know, and letting them know that you care and being that example, you know, and I think some of the things you said about me is what I think they should be doing, you know, and when I met you, I had retired from the federal service, so I, that was a sort of a second effort, you know, I was working with, with you there, right, and so it wasn't a lot of money, but it was it was was enjoyable because I felt I was giving back. I felt that I could make a difference in somebody's life. And so I think that when you have been successful, I think it's incumbent upon you to share that success with people uh, where you came from those people that you know need your help, then you should go back and help them, okay? Wow. And uh, that's not always easy to do in the sense that, that, you know, when you're living at one level and you then come to another level, you really have a thing of acceptance, you know? Or like of, uh, and I've been in situations where I wasn't accepted just by the way I talk, you know? <laughs> or how I carried <laughs> myself. Because I represented another world. Yeah. But once, once the students got to see my heart, then that changed, okay? And so I was aware of that, and I worked with it, you know? And, and I got a chance to make some inroads. And I think that's what we all should do. We should make inroads, and it's one thing to talk about the problem. It's another thing to actually do something about
1: it. Yeah, that's good. I think at this day and age we have, this is the the, the era of great debaters, of great talking, where everyone has great ideas and everyone has a critique on something. Everybody likes to blow smoke in the comment section, but at one thing that I'm realizing as a man, a man doesn't just talk right there. There is a movement. There is a movement. There is action. There is a movement to doing something and it's our responsibility. And I believe we are most like God when we're in those elements and we choose to step down into people's lives and be fully present and be fully, uh, be and walk fully with them to whatever their destination is. I agree with you. I agree with you.
2: I, I think that we are really inundated by information. Yeah. Okay. And in fact, if we have an information overload, we have so much information that we don't have time to process. That's right. It. And it, it gets muddled. It's getting, it's getting When you get uh, so much input at once, you can't do anything with it because you don't have time to focus on the first thing. Yeah, And so I think we need to take things incrementally. We need to slow down and we need to focus on specific things, okay? And, and it doesn't have to be a lot of things. It can be just one thing. If you are good at reading and teaching people to read, then do that, you know? If you're good at sports, you know? and, uh, you know, you, you've been successful there, then then help someone to develop their skills in that area. And so I think if we all uh, do our part, then we will see, you know, a change, especially when it comes to young people, and especially when it comes to young men. And I do believe that, uh, to a large degree, men are very fragile.
1: Mm, and, you got to speak uh, on that. You got to speak. You,
2: yeah, I mean, even though we are very muscular and we're strong, but but yet we are, we're fragile. We're psychologically fragile. And, and we have, we, we can be uh, really, um, if we're disrespected, if we are put down, it really can take a toll on how effective we are. Okay? And that's why I think that uh, smart women know how to elevate their husband, know how to... To make him feel good. You know, respect is important for men. Right. Respect is important for men. And uh, men need to learn how to receive respect and they need to learn how to give respect. You know, one of the things that I had when I was doing, I worked at the job board for a while, and a lot of the guys there resented me. Because I wouldn't let them get away with anything. I would look them in the eyes and say, no, you're not going to do that. I want you to do what's right. And then uh, they wanted to fight. Now it's it's territorial. You know, it's a street (laughs) thing, right? And then guess what? Some woman would come up there and tell them to do it. They'd do it. Wow. You know what that was? Is that they had only a a, uh, female perspective about authority. Yeah. They didn't know how to deal with me because they had never dealt with a man that's right. when it comes to authority. So that's something they had to learn. But I couldn't back down. I had to hold that ground and say, no, no, you are going to learn this. You need to learn that you have to respect men as well, you know. And just because I want you to do something that you don't want to do doesn't mean that I'm ready to fight you. Right. Or that it has to go to that extent. You know, you know but, but I think that's something that we have to be conscious of. Wow.
1: Okay. You know what? That is really I haven't heard anybody say that um, on the on this podcast that men are fragile, but it mm-hmm. is crazy how men are fierce in various elements. But fragile. right. Very fragile. fragile. Wow. Very fresh. Right.
2: right. But you can take a man down. Uh, you know, that's why women can, can conquer a man. Okay? Yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, a lot of people look at what well, God made the man so strong and the woman so weak. But that thing can be equal out there. You know, <laughs> she, has a, she has a power in her position. And I think we know we need to learn to respect what God has done. OK. And, and we, he, he made us in a way. He made the woman in a way. He made the man in a way. And we need to respect that. And that's where, uh, I think the goodness is. That's where the productivity is. And that's what's missing. What is missed and missing in our environment is the male and female relationship. Yeah. Where women have, have had to raise, uh, their kids alone. And the man is absent from the home. Or the man couldn't find jobs or whatever. And so he became fragile. He just thought sort of. Uh, you know dropped out well I believe that that's where we need to focus that we need to have men to know that you know that you you are made in the image of God and I respect you Yeah, I respect you and we have to also teach women to respect men you know,
1: in that regard, that's that's a whole nother conversation for yeah. No, no, that's whole nother, a whole yes, another conversation it, for it is for another day, man. I I um, it's that that I'm actually kind of stuck on that point, but it's that's a very good point that men are fierce, but men are also very fragile, and when you touch that fragile part, it's fun. It's funny a man will can be fine but if he feels disrespected or belittled in a moment he'll he, that fragility manifests I think in different ways
2: oh and sometimes it comes out in anger
1: yeah yeah okay. and
2: sometimes it comes out in denial mm. sometimes it comes out in avoid okay wow you- there's so many angles to that. You know, but when you can get people, young men to understand that, you know, and, and really come into an understanding of who they are, then they will know how to handle that. And and that's why I emphasize self-esteem, that that young men need to have a good self-esteem. And you cannot get that good self-esteem from a bad environment. You have to artificially go in there and work on that. and And I'm saying... The greatest tool that you have is the Word of God to get people to know who they are. Okay? But we don't always use that because we think of it as a pie in the sky kind of thing. We think of salvation as something that, oh, we're going to go to heaven and when when we're not. It's for right now. Yeah. It's for you to live for Christ. And, and you know what? I tell people all the time, you know, uh, the reason why I'm a Christian. Is that there are benefits in being a Christian? Yeah, I don't fear uh, the coronavirus because the Scripture says in First John uh, four eighteen that perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. Now, what does that mean to me? Okay, I just said something right, and that could go over your head, but what that really means. Is that if you really understood the love of God, you would not be fearful. Hmm. If you really understood, it, you would be fearful. And if you really understood that if you focus on fear, you actually draws it to you. Yeah. If I focus on fear every day, oh, I'm over sixty five. I'm you know I'm going to get the, uh, get the coronavirus and all. I'm actually begging yeah. it to come on.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm talking it to me. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you loud okay. and clear.
2: So I'm saying it's, it's that kind of thing that we have to be conscious of. And once people come into the knowledge of who they really are in, in God, in Christ Jesus, then you apply it to everyday living. You apply it to your bank account. <laughs> you apply it to your marriage. You apply it to uh, drive, buying a car it's everything it pervades everything that you do okay Mm. and so that's my benefit so I say to people is that if you get in Christ you don't have to fear you don't have to fear anything
1: that's good and
2: that's, that's a benefit for being a Christian it really is
1: that's powerful man you're out here you're out here dropping these bombs. Yo, you're out here dropping these bombs. I uh I have I have one more question and this is kind of the hit list. Uh what are five things that you believe every man should know about himself?
2: Okay, well you know what one of them is right. gonna be. Great. I think he should know that he's the son of the living God, whether he knows it or not, you still are. Yeah. Whether you know it or not, you still a son. You may be a son in a relationship or son out of a relationship, but the potential is there. The the uh, the arsenal of God, all that God has for you, is there whether you know it or not. Wow. And I think the first thing I would say to people is that you know uh, you you want to know God. You you want to have a relationship with Him. The second thing is that uh, He should value what God values. Okay, and you can only value what God value when you know what he values. You can only know that by reading the word. So I would intensely read the word. I would spend time in that word. I would, you know, uh, there's a term in the Bible called the engrafted word. Yeah. Okay. so when you internalize it, it changes your perspective. The third thing I would do is that I would uh, have him to come to understand that he is unique and he is uh, distinct or uh, he has a discreet and distinct contribution to make to the world. He has something to make to the world that nobody else can make. Uh, Michael Jordan has a discreet and distinct (laughs) contribution that he made to the world. Uh, TDJ has <laughs> a, a distinct contribution. I think we all have distinct contributions, and I think we need to know what they are and then pursue them, okay? And the fourth thing I would do is that I would say that you can determine your destiny.
1: Yeah, that's good. You
2: can determine your destiny, okay? And uh, that that's a, a vast subject you know and it has many uh, tentacles but in essence you can determine where you end up you can do it in the natural and you can do it spiritually as well okay and the last thing I would say is that uh, I would say walk justly love mercy and walk humbly with God yeah Michael 6.8 you can't go wrong with that.
1: Can't go wrong. You're right.
2: Can't go if if you if you do what is just and you you're merciful
1: <laughs>
2: and you are humble. The scripture says, "God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble." So you can't go wrong with that.
1: You are right. You are right, man. I I'm I'm I have. Uh, I am. I'm stuck. I'm lost for words. Uh, you came in here and you have blazed this uh, this episode. You have blazed this episode, and I believe that there is no um, rock that has been unturned. Um, I want to thank you, Mr. Jameson, uh Bill, for coming on um, this episode and just dropping um, the word of God, dropping practicality. Um, also, um, just dropping sound wisdom. It's, it's, it's amazing. So I want to say thank you so much for coming. And I hope that this is not the last time that you'll come on and you'll drop some more wisdom.
2: Well, I just hope that, you know, uh, what I'm saying is not uh, sort of pie-in-the-sky kind of stuff. It is not, uh, you know, it's not flighty, but it's something that you can get your your head around. But sometimes we uh, shy away from from telling people things because we think that they can't understand them or they can't grasp them. And so I just believe that, you know, I'm just gonna say what's in me. I'm, you know, this
1: is me. That's good. I'm
2: give you what's in me.
1: Oh, and I think that speaks for itself. I think it here um, we purpose that every man's experience is heard, every experience is acknowledged, and I think you've dropped some stuff that is mind blowing. Listen, Mr. Jameson, so where can we find you? What do you have a okay. website? Do you have a? F-
2: YouTube, I'm at BJO Net Okay. So type in BJO NetSau, that is my uh, channel there, and all of my videos are there. Okay.
1: Good. So. Listen, I want you to go over to that. I want you to go over to YouTube, find Bill. He's on there. And if you love what you heard, listen, go like, subscribe, follow him. Um, I'm excited about the future and what is next for him. Listen, we are on our way out. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to share. Man, send this episode to somebody who's struggling. Send it to somebody who's trying to figure out where they are, who they are. And I believe that there were some amazing amazing nuggets that were dropped that will help them heal and take their life to the next level so that they could be the best version of themselves. Yo, thank you for listening.
0: The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves.